Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm back, boo! It's Monday. I hope you've all woken up on the right side of the bed this morning. Is it? I'm hoping it's like sunny because we had a little bit of taste of the sun on Sunday. Um, literally the day I'm recording this, it was such nice weather today. Gets me feeling good. Uh, I hope you all had a lush weekend as well. I went to London on Saturday to see my like London gang of friends. And I had such a good time. We went to this place for brunch. And guys, the brunch was so expensive. I like, I don't recommend going there. We went to this place called Chotto Mat. And oh my God, like, you know, when you go to a bottomless brunch, don't you just think that obviously the drinks and food are like, when they're advertising a price, that would obviously be included. Like, we just got like the whole concept of it so muddled up. Ended up spending like a small fortune each. I mean, the food was amazing, to be fair, but if you're wanting just, like, like it literally was a sobering up moment. We were like, whoa, that was a lot. Um, and then we went for drinks afterwards. And, you know, like, I don't... What am I trying to say? I, like, really just have been not interested in guys, like, at all, like, dating. I just never really have been. I don't know. I think it's just because I don't meet people that excite me. But, you know, when you meet exciting people and then you remember like you're like oh yes this is the vibe this is the feeling that happened to me on Saturday night but it's one of those things where like it's uh, it's it's not a possible situation but I just like reminded myself that there are actually delicious men out there that find me attractive sometimes you just forget those things you know especially if you're not putting yourself out there or like anything it's quite easy to like get into your head about just like why things aren't happening why aren't you doing this but then I remember that I don't really go out so it was actually like nice to go out and remind myself and like meet people and be like oh yes this is fun and I love it so I had a great weekend hope you guys did too sorry I've been a little bit MIA when you're doing this all on your own and um you know you just have to sit down and kind of have conversations with yourself um I was listening to the Alex Cooper um diary of a ceo episode that she did 
and she just was saying a lot of things that I totally resonated with. Um, if you guys don't know, she's um, like the host of the Call Her Daddy podcast, was a duo and then went solo and she was kind of talking all about that and she was talking about how, you know, loves podcasting and stuff but when she was having to do like solo episodes because she was just figuring out still like what she wanted to do, she was feeling a bit like it's actually it's quite hard to like sit down and have like a conversation sort of like with yourself for an hour sometimes if you like don't know what to talk about so that's and that's how I feel and that's why I like let myself take breaks and stuff like that because you know I never want to produce episodes that are forced and it just feels like I just have to sit down and say this because it's expected like I want to sit down when I you know have things to talk about or like want things to talk about and I definitely say this all the time I know want to get down the route of getting back into my interviewing things uh, like interviewing episodes with guests and stuff I've just got to I'm like I'm saying this out loud so I can actually just remind myself Rachel come on you say that you're gonna do this you just sit down and just plan it out but today I thought with it being a Monday let's just start the week you guys know I absolutely love my like self 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 therapy sessions and I thought why not give you guys the chance as well to send in your current dilemmas whatever is like going on in your life like the problems and let's talk about it let's dissect let's have like a dilemma dumping on this Monday um and I'm so glad that I asked because you guys sent in so many that I feel like a lot of us are going to resonate with so we want this to be some relatable Monday content, helping each other out if you're on your way to work or whatever, and I'm going to read something out in a minute and you're going to be like, that literally is what's happening in my life. I love podcasts like that or episodes like that or just like things like that when you can just relate. So that's what we're doing today. Going to start the week with some dilemma dumping that we can hopefully, well, maybe not hopefully, all relate to and a little self-therapy. Why the fuck? Okay, first dilemma. Let's just jump straight into it. Somebody has said, this is going to be like maybe a different direction than maybe what people were expecting, but I do want to give like variation on the dilemmas that we're tackling. Somebody said, working from home four to five days a week has me losing all the motivation. How do you stay motivated working from home? I feel like this is such a like unspoken topic perhaps in like the influencer content creator like space like it's like not really spoken about and for me I think it was very important for me and it's also why I moved out quite young is I you need to have the separation from like your bedroom and you know having like a workspace so it, you actually have something to like get up for and like go and do if that makes sense because when I used to live at home um like years and years ago now I obviously just in my parents house had my bedroom right and so I was like doing doing all of my stuff like in my room because, you know, talking to a camera and stuff, I don't want to be like downstairs doing that in front of people. So for me, it just felt like my my safe space, my bedroom, my like sanctuary where I go to relax. It was almost like I was waking up in my office, almost. Do you know what I mean? There was no separation for me of like, this is my relaxing space. Like, because I was also filming and just like doing everything like, in my room, like wanting to like edit in my room and stuff like that. 
And I feel like it's so easy as well if you work from like a laptop and stuff. It, it feels so easy to just, you know, working from home, let's just bring the laptop into bed and work from bed. And I've, if that works for some people, that's fine. But I feel like for me, that that's where I was like struggling to kind of like lose the, mo- well, I was like losing motivation or like, I don't know. I just think you need, if you're going to be working from home, you need a reason to get up. So like, don't bring the laptop to bed, set up a desk, like in your dining room or something like that. So therefore you've got a reason to get up and work from, so you will actually work if that makes sense. And I feel like it's important to like have some structure, obviously take advantage of the fact that you're working from home. It's a blessing to be able to work from home. Um, because you know, you're in your own space, you can technically like do what you want. But I think it's so important to set yourself some structure and some boundaries. And, you know, um, maybe if that's just having like a notepad by your computer or your laptop with like a to do list, and just making sure that you're ticking things off and like actually getting things done. Sometimes actually having a list kind of motivates me to do things more because, you know, I've got a list and it's really subconsciously quite satisfying to like tick it off and like tick things off it makes you feel really good like knowing that you've like ticked everything off that you need to do for the day like I said obviously take advantage you know allow yourself some breaks here and there but you know if you've got the structure and the time set out it should hopefully not feel like guilty like you shouldn't like let yourself feel guilty about like doing those things because you know you've got the balance there of working and like having breaks and stuff like that um I, I'm trying to just think like in terms of like just like staying motivated that's that's why I think again taking advantage of the fact that you are working from home allowing yourself these breaks like sort of like so therefore there's things for you to work towards you know work solidly for like an hour and a half you know then watch an episode of something and so forth I don't really like sounds like so stupid I don't necessarily know how it works in terms of like when you're working from home you know have you got people checking that you're working and stuff like that? I don't know because I've never sort of been in that situation. I obviously hear things like from my friends and stuff and I see TikToks about people like clocking in and I don't really know. So I can only like speak from a certain point and just kind of suggest things as such. But I hope that helps. I feel like, yeah, like when you're working from home, it it feels like it could be so easy to just like not do anything. But obviously you saying that, I think you're just, you're you're wanting some answers, so I think I think that's what I would do is just make sure I've got my separate workspace to just like my bed. Like, don't work from bed. Like, actually get up and like, um, or like make your desk look really pretty. So you know, it's actually you want to go and work at the desk. Write your day out in bullet points in the sense of like a, a list that you can tick off. Allow yourself the breaks. Take advantage of the fact that you can be at home, and that also gives you something to work towards. Um, to to hopefully keep you motivated. I hope that helps and I'm I've not just said like stuff that's just you can't do that like I feel like that's possible right okay second dilemma somebody said I've met this guy five times and he hasn't initiated any physical contact is this a friendship that is a sticky one still because five times I mean it's all going to be pretty circumstantial okay so what have you guys done like in those five times like what were the dates I'm assuming they were dates they were suggested as dates like he said like I want to take you out or like vice versa it was obviously said 
as a date. That would be the starting point. Because if it's not really sort of been said as a date and they've just been like, I don't know, dog walks or a coffee or like something that's fairly platonic rather than like a dinner date or like, you know, something something that is definitely more seen as like a romantic date. So that's going to be the first sort of point into like, so what were these encounters? What were the meetings? Sometimes I feel like as much as I love a really active date, like bowling or like something like that, sometimes, or like actually maybe it's those ones where it can be. So for example, like a sit down dinner, sometimes I find ones like that. Yes, it's a romantic date, but there's not a lot of opportunity for physical touch. Like unless you're holding hands across the table or like something like that, but Sometimes that's quite hard to initiate. So so that's why I don't actually really like doing sit-down dinner dates because I am like a touchy-feely person because I think that's how you could really sort of tell. It'll either feel right or it won't. Um, But then some people just find it so difficult. Like they don't have that confidence. And as much as we want them to, like if you just don't have it, he might be waiting for you to do it. Um, And I think it also depends on like the other conversations that you've been having, like over text and stuff are they sexual are they flirty so therefore you definitely know that like you know the the sexual vibe is there because then that can be a point of conversation and you I feel like you could probably bring it up and be like look I feel like we talk about this kind of stuff all the time like you know like what's going on like I don't know I just think communication is key Uh, and it's easier said than done I know but if it's bothering you just say it like but obviously in a way that hopefully isn't just like, um, not like in a, an aggressive way and don't take aggressively like so literally there, but like, you know, just th- there's, there's easy sort of ways to say things and you can sort of say it jokingly. Like if it ever comes up like over text about like, oh, uh, you know, it's like some, like some people are like all talk. So if he was like, really want to kiss you and it's like, okay, so like about that, like why haven't we kissed yet? Like, you know, what's going on? Or worst case scenario is, uh, he's probably got a girlfriend on the side or he's entertaining multiple people. But for your sake, I really hope that's not the case and he's just a shy guy and he's waiting for either you to do it or maybe he's not sure if you want that from him. So yeah, just have a little conversation and suss it out because you don't, if you like this guy, you absolutely don't want to like accidentally end up in the friend zone or like end up seeing him as a friend just because you just, didn't communicate because I'm sure it's going to be easily overcome once you do that. Okay, dilemma number three. Somebody said, recently single after nine, after a nine year relationship, what do I do? Um, Well, number one, you're asking the wrong person because I can't even begin to imagine like what that feels like. Um, You've kind of done like a laughing face and stuff. So I... I'm hoping that you're feeling okay about it. Um, I think just allow yourself some time. There's absolutely no rush with your feelings. Nine years is a lot to overcome and get over. I don't know what stage you're at. Um, I mean, you've said recently, so I'm assuming, yeah, you, you haven't been single for like too long. There is no rush. You're like saying, what do I do? Do whatever you need to do. If that's immediately book a girl's holiday and just like be surrounded by your friends have some alone time like rediscover who you are as a person I can imagine you know over nine years of being with someone and just kind of doing most things like as a duo and a couple like 
figuring out who you are as a solo person is it's it's a journey and I think just take the time with it there's no rush don't compare yourself to what he's doing if you're like on good terms and like you haven't blocked each other or anything like don't be like seeing what stage he's at and like thinking that you need to be there too like blah 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 blah. because the thing is with boys is like they don't allow themselves to really like feel and be in the moment they it's always like the boy in uh hetero relationship like when people break up it's the boy that's first to get with someone and move on really quickly and then like four months down the line they they come crawling back and I feel like as women we are we like allow ourselves to be more like in touch with our feelings and allow ourselves time like cry it out for weeks like don't want to touch or like see anyone but then that's actually healing and we're actually working on ourselves to get over it like we don't necessarily have those relapses that I'm not speaking for everyone. I think I, I have definitely been there where I have, but that's not because I've not healed and I miss them. It just generally felt like the right thing to do. You know, I think we allow ourselves to have clarity and give ourselves time to realize what it is that we want and like to do. Whereas boys just act really quick and in the moment and they're like, I'm recently single. What do recently single people do? We go out and just kiss people that we don't give a fuck about and not really let ourselves be in touch with feelings. Again, that's not all men. It's just what I've been a witness to and what I feel like is pretty common. So, you know, you're asking, what do I do? Whatever you think that you need to do. I'm assuming you want to move past this and get over it and the relationship is officially done. So I think just learning who you are and like what you want to do, like who you want to be. Are you wanting to like reinvent yourself? Like, you know, this is your time to do whatever you want. It's the one of the many perks, but like the main perk of being single you can do whatever the fuck you want. Okay, this is a sad one because I can already, I just know people that this has happened to. Um, Somebody said, I've been cheated on in the past and really struggling in my current relationship to not let it affect it and get me down and, you know, not think that this person's also gonna cheat on me. Those kind of vibes. Um, Again, I can't necessarily sort of speak, well, I can sort of speak from a little bit of experience in the sense of with someone that I used to, you know, be with essentially for like a long, a long time. But like, I I feel like you guys are going to be like, what? But I like had like an on and off thing for literally like five years with someone, like more like in the, in school vibes. And, and I, and you, you see it so often as well. Like when someone essentially like cheats on you and you like sort of agree that you're gonna like move past it or like let it go but then you what am I trying wait what am I trying to say Uh, so (laughs) sorry I like I'm losing my train of thought I've been there in the sense of you're sort of saying right you, you don't want it to affect your current relationship um so I'm assuming that means that you're maybe wanting to check their phone or like are just really paranoid over like small things and stuff like that to me that sort of tells me that you never really got over what happened to you and I'm actually also realizing reading your question the thing that I was gonna say it's actually not relevant at all but then I've I've just realized that like I've brought it up and everyone's probably thinking like Rachel like 
what was the story there? My story there was going to be, sorry, that I've like been in an experience where essentially someone like cheated on me, sort of. It wasn't like we were in a relationship and he cheated on me, but like it, it, it counts, okay? And we agreed that, you know, I was essentially going to like forgive him or like we were going to work on it and stuff. But I just found like, you know, I'd get drunk or like something or and I, I'd always bring it up. And, like, at one point, he just, like, was looking at me being like, Rachel, like, it's not funny, like, you know, cheating on you or, like, getting with that girl was, like, one of the worst things that I've ever done. And I know you're, like, joking about it, but he he kept being like, it's not funny, like, I know how much it hurt you and it hurt me. And, you know, we've agreed that we're going to move past it if you keep bringing it up. Like, it's actually not fair on that person. If I, I know that what they did was wrong, but if you've agreed to not, you know, to move past it, then you actually have to move past it and let it go. You can't keep bringing it up at every moment. Like, if they piss you off, you can't hold it against them and stuff because that's not fair on them, really, and on yourself because, you know, you're just re-bringing up that trauma. So you can see, sorry, why that wasn't actually really relevant to what you were talking about. But what I'm saying is, is that it's not fair on that person for you to sort of use um, your past experiences like with them you have sort of every right to like feel that way um and they obviously have to have a level of understanding but if it if it's continuously like causing a problem in your new relationship that's not fair on that other person that actually hasn't wronged you that do you know what I'm saying like I'm not saying that you're not allowed to feel that way because obviously you're you, you are gonna have like trauma from the past especially if it really hurt so what from from this is what I'm gathering is you actually aren't over it like what happened to you and I don't really know how you get closure in a situation like that because you know I I don't think anything when you've been cheated on like there's no real good reason for that like to ever have closure in a situation it's just you're you're left scarred now and you have to deal with this yourself so it's it's a sticky one because it you're I feel like and you know it as well and to people that I know that this has happened to and stuff it's just self sabotage and watching someone self sabotage is so upsetting because you know as an outsider there's not a lot you can do for someone except just to sort of like tell them like you are self sabotaging like the person that you're with currently is probably and most likely like not cheating on you and not doing a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
anything. And sometimes in situations like this, when you're like pushing a narrative so much, like thinking maybe that they're doing this, they're doing that, sometimes you like almost like drive them to do it. It, it, I know that sounds bizarre and I, and that's obviously what you would not want to happen whatsoever but you just see it so often like people have this like you're doing this you're doing that and then and you're not doing that but then for that person they suddenly are like do you know what you think that I'm out here doing this so I might as well just fucking do it and that's really horrible and but like that shit does happen all of the time and I don't want that to happen to you you it's so much easier especially as someone that's not been in like many relationships, if any, to really like experience it firsthand and give you the advice. So for me, it's obviously going to be much easier said than done. But you can't let the past dictate your future. So if you're really finding that it's still constantly playing on your mind, then I think you've got a little bit of like self work that you need to do and to work on. And I don't really know what that is. It's so easy for me to say like therapy and stuff, but I know therapy is not super accessible for people, but maybe you just need to like talk about that situation like a little bit more. Just with like friends or your mum or your dad or like whatever it is, just to really get some healing from it and like have closure just for yourself. But again, I don't necessarily know how one goes about doing that because I, I don't know. But if it you're finding that it's affecting your current relationship... You don't want to self-sabotage it. So either you need to take a step back from the relationship or while you're in your relationship still, like just acknowledge that you've got a little bit of work to do on yourself with that situation and just, yeah, hope that they love you enough to like sort of be patient and like maybe even like help you through it. Like maybe, yeah, your current partner might be able to help you through it, but it sounds like... um it's it's you like you need for yourself work out like why is it that you're still feeling this way like are they doing things to make you feel this way is it triggered behavior and or like things like that you just gotta pinpoint what it is that's making you act out like are they doing something or is it you and if it is you and just internalizing everything and overthinking things just because of what's happened in the past then to me that says that you've not healed from the situation and something that you need to work on for sure Ooh, somebody said my boyfriend is moving in and I'm excited but I've lived alone for three years and don't want to share my space at the same time like I'm 90% looking forward to it and 10% like ew why am I living with a boy my flat is pink and girly and I love it and I don't want to change how it looks or have a playstation and ugly things in the house oh my goodness I feel like so many people listening right now can probably relate to that like in the sense of like moving in and like sharing a space with someone can be really scary because you know there's no necessarily there's like there's no escape and if you've got like a certain way of doing things and it's not like you're like moving into a place together that's going to be brand new like together like this boy is moving into your space I do think that obviously it's going to need to be some compromise you've agreed to live together so he is going to have to have his things there um in terms of the PlayStation and stuff you know let's get a TV unit all right let's let's hide that I know like I feel like when Hannah and her boyfriend like moved in or I think when even when she was at his I remember her sort of saying like she was helping him like get some new furniture and stuff like that to kind of make that I feel like boys actually want 
the nice sayings and it to look nice. They just don't know how to do it. So maybe you can help him. If he's got a lot of clutter, why don't you be like, babe, found this like, you know, organizer on Amazon. Let's get it. And I feel like most people actually like really love that. They just like don't know how to or like to go about it or like good taste. And I feel like your boyfriend obviously wants you to find everything about him attractive. So if it's like clutter and stuff, you know, we can help him. Let's get him some drawers, a bedside table. Let's get a TV unit so the PlayStation doesn't have to be out on display. There are going to be compromises, okay? And that's what's going to make living together successful. And also just like relationships in general, like you have to be a team in order for it to work. As soon as like there's a dynamic shift and someone feels like lesser than and stuff, that's when things start to build up and arguments happen because you've got this underlying resentment that, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, like, it's those kind of things, so I totally understand about living in a pink and girly space, like, my, my, like, bedroom especially, I know if a guy was to move in, I mean, I would want to keep it looking pretty pristine, but I feel like boys are on the same page, like, they, like, they want, like, a nice looking space, they just don't really know how to, like, do that, I think boys hate to say it, but they love a feminine touch when it comes to, like, making things look nice and and things like that so as long as I think you're communicative (laughs) is that the word and just sort of say or like make suggestions you know you've got to be open-minded you're fully aware um that a man is about to be in your space so you know why don't you like treat him to like a bedside table if he hasn't got one and be like look this is for you you've officially moved in and then hopefully that can prompt him to be a little bit more like organized and stuff like that um but I think living with a boy I'm trying to like envision it I feel like it would be fun I say that with like no I I have absolutely no idea but um you know you can cook there's so many things that you're going to be like doing together and have all of these new experiences that yes obviously moving in is like such a big step and feels scary there's gonna there are gonna there's just so much change especially when you've lived alone for three years but then at the same time so many firsts you're gonna like have together to like be excited for and to look forward to somebody said this is my second year single and I still feel stuck on my ex after splitting up with him sos help me oh okay interesting I feel like if it's been two years and you still feel stuck on your ex then is it worth revisiting over two years you can become totally different people and it's obviously going to be dependent on why you split up if you're still adamant that you don't want to get back together but you just feel like a little bit like hung up on him as such maybe because like no one else has come along or like anything like that so you just can't help but like reminisce and like think back and like try and justify things you do have to remember you split up with him in the first place he was doing something obviously so bad or just like whatever that you could not put up with anymore and you did not want to be with him like don't ever forget that if it was something not necessarily like minor I feel like every reason is like if you if you've got those thoughts like like a valid reason to sort of like break up if you feel like that's what you need to do but if it was just like about kind of maybe who they were as a person at the time they just like 
you know, weren't doing things that maybe required like a bit of maturity or a bit of growing up. Like you said, it's been two years. So it might be worth revisiting and might be just worth a conversation if you're still in touch. But if you've not like actively been like trying to go out and like date and stuff and you're just kind of resorting back to that because it's easy, then I would just like strongly recommend like don't do it because that's not, that I don't think is a valid reason to go back to an ex just because, you know, not necessarily that you're bored, but you know, if you've not like been out there and tried, if you've been out there and like have been dating, you've been on dates, been seeing other people and just some, the spark that you know that you can have with someone like just still isn't there. And yeah, the time has passed with this ex and the reason that you guys broke up wasn't like anything like serious, serious. Like it was just, you know, circumstantial type things. I don't think there's any issue of on going back and saying like, hey, like, how are you? Like, how are you doing? Like, just see where they're at in their life and just go from there. I feel like it's so quick to be like, you never go back to an ex, like blah, 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 blah. But sometimes you, all you needed was time apart to realize and become the people that you both always wanted each other to be and then trying again. It doesn't always have to be this like toxic thing, but then obviously it's totally circumstantial. But don't beat yourself up or think you're like weak or like, oh my God, like I shouldn't do that because of I don't know what people are going to think or whatever. If you're still thinking about him after two years, you owe it to yourself to just like send a message. Why? Why not? You had a history with this person. If they're receptive to it and you're chatting again and it feels good, like just go with the flow and just trust your feelings and trust your gut. Okay, let's do a couple more. Somebody said... Dating a guy that is so nice and sweet, but got the ick when we kissed. Oh, I've, I always say to people, I'm such a, I don't mind kissing on a first date kind of person, first or second date, because I think a kiss says so much. When you kiss someone, it, it either goes like one way or another. It either felt right or it didn't. The sparks were flying or they weren't. So like if you wait to like kiss someone until like the third day and you've like invested time into them and the kiss was shit and there was like no sexual chemistry, it's just like a bit of a waste of time, really. So like I'm actually all all for kissing on the first date because I think that's really going to set the tone. If you had a, such a nice time, the, the kiss to kiss felt natural and it was a really good kiss oh my God, I want to see them again 100%. Like, and I know that for sure. There's no like if, buts or maybes. Um, So if you've kissed and you got the ick, I feel like if you got the ick from a kiss, imagine if it progresses further or he tries to come on to you and, you know, want to do more than just a kiss. I think subconsciously you're probably gonna like give off an energy that's sort of like not really receptive to that. And that can be, I don't know, embarrassing, a little bit awkward. Like, it's just not a situation either of you really wanna be in. Like, ooh, I feel like if I've got the ick, like I can't help but like show it in my face to just be like, ah, like the things that you're doing, like, cause he'll probably wanna like rub, like, I don't know, like rub your leg or like hold your hand. And you're just gonna be thinking like, oh my God, no, like I've got, I've got the ick. So, as much as he's really nice and sweet, I think 
sexual chemistry is a massive part in a relationship going forward and just keeping it healthy and like in order to have a good relationship you need the good sexual chemistry you want to look at each other all the time thinking like god I just think you're so sexy and I love like yeah so I think you've kind of yeah I'm probably giving you the answer that you knew I was going to say which is if you got the ick when you kissed I think you need to call it a day there because anything else that you do I your ick is just gonna shine through somebody said I hate my job I feel like working full-time slash nine to five is mind-numbing and it drains the fuck out of me I like it's so I feel so bad for people that just like hate what they're doing because working is like sounds really shit but it's basically what we do for like all of our lives so you want to be doing something that you love doing because essentially it's how you spend like you know like at least 70 percent of your time like especially if it's a nine to five like every day you're doing this thing so to be in love with what you do is such a blessing and I feel so bad for people that just obviously don't like their job so that the only advice I can say is just quit your job like, I know that's really scary and, you know, in times like this to quit a job and try and find something else feels like a really scary thing to do. So maybe if you're feeling this way anyway, start looking at other things. What is it that you love to do? Like, what are your hobbies? You know, and then therefore, I'm sure there must be something out there where you can like put your hobbies into somewhere and, you know, they can tell you like jobs related to that or, you know, do your friends do things that you're like, God, that sounds fun or like that I would enjoy or they just talk about how much they like what they're doing. So maybe you could do something similar to that and like apply for different jobs like that. It's worth going on a few interviews or like maybe even going for meetings with people that are, are designed to kind of help you find what it is that you, you love doing in life. And if you've got some like standout like hobbies and passions and things like that that you really like like to do, finding jobs sort of related in that in that field. It's not like you've only got one life and to spend so much of your life doing something that you hate, you don't want to look back and be like, oh God, I was stuck in that fucking job for like 10 years and I hate it and I wish I quit sooner. Like just do it. Like, like I said, you've got one life. There's so many other jobs out there that there will be something that you love to do or maybe if it's the whole full-time thing working nine to five you find it mind-numbing and it drains the, the fuck out of you um I, I I don't know obviously I can't just be like be self-employed but like I don't um ah! I I'm like the probably the worst person to give advice about this because you know I'm not I'm not doing that and I'm very fortunate to have such a enjoyable job that allows me to be relaxed as much as it is like full-on in other aspects like I, I never want to complain about my job because the bat the downsides of my job are like yes I'm, I'm entitled to have uh, feelings about this is shit like in this job like this is shit like I'm allowed to say that but I just know that there's so many other amazing things about this job that outweigh that and that are like are like unre you can't really relate to them in such a way so I never want to sound like out of touch um so I'm, I'm trying to like think of like the best way to like answer that 
because I feel like maybe a lot of people listening might might feel that way too. But I mean, all, all I can say is that your passion is going to be out there somewhere, but you're not going to be able to find it still stuck in this job that you hate. So just, I don't know, take, take the plunge. Like, what, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a risky thing to say or suggest, but anything is going to be better if you're thinking it's mind numbing and it's draining the fuck out of you. And you literally said the words, I hate my job. Babe, you just got, you've got to quit. Like, you don't want to look back on your life and wish that you just did all of these things sooner because you just, you never know in life, really. But just, yeah, have like a little think. If you're like thinking like this, start reaching out to other places for interviews or applying for jobs. Start thinking like, what is it that you enjoy? And if you actually don't know that either, Having a little bit of time to yourself to discover what you love in life is so important and that's never a waste of time. Okay, let's end on this one because I feel like this is gonna be relatable. Somebody said, a friend with benefits only replies once a day. I make the effort to travel to him one hour each way. I'm literally the only one to put effort in. Do I cut it off? If you're the person that sent this in, and you're listening right now, and I've just read that out, surely, from hearing me say that out loud, you know absolutely cut it off. And I hope anyone else that's listening, and I just read that out, shouted, cut it off. Obviously cut it off. To, To put so much effort into something and, like, not receive the same energy back is only gonna make you feel shit. Like, it is so incredibly draining to give, 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 give to someone that just takes and you're not getting like anything back that like can even like justify the amount of effort that you're putting in unless you're going to say like yeah no the sex is so good that's why you're putting the effort in but you can have sex that like the sex might be good okay but there's also like 10 other people out there that would give you like the same quality of sex and put the effort in and want to see you and date you and probably like want to be with you like, this is only a friends with benefits. So I would say absolutely cut it off. But then actually now just saying that out loud, you've just said it's a friends with benefits. So like, does he actually really owe you like a lot of effort? Just out of like respect, I feel like, yeah, absolutely. A friends with benefits should be a two-way street. But when you agree to be friends with benefits with someone, you know, there's it's because you don't want the like pressure of like anything. It, it's meant to be a fairly chilled thing. But you've sent the message in I feel like it's because it's annoying you you want some effort you want to like know that you're worth the travel and stuff like that um so yeah I think there'll be another friends of benefits out there for you that it's going to be same quality as sex you'll get it good maybe you won't even have to travel an hour away it's probably just around the corner okay it's nice to feel wanted it's nice to have someone feel like you know, they're wanting to put effort into you. So if it's getting you down, 100% cut it off because, yeah, it's only going to just drain you at the end of the day. Right. I feel like we covered a vast range of dilemmas there. I've got so many that I didn't answer. I feel like I need to do a dilemma dumping, like, on the regular because uh, it helps because sometimes I see people send things in that I can also relate to. So, like, as much as I'm giving you guys advice when I'm reading these and if I can resonate with them, it's almost like I'm giving them to myself as well. You know, this self-therapy thing. I love it. And I love having this podcast and why I love 
doing these sorts of episodes. Uh, so if I read out your dilemma, I really hoped it helped. Or if you resonated with any of these dilemmas, I hope these helped. Started off your Monday having a bit of a goss, having a bit of a, yeah, dilemma dumping and a little bit of advice and self-therapy. What a great way to start the week. Um, but I hope you all have a fabulous week and I will see you next Monday. I'm going to I'm gonna try and work on my guest lists. But can you guys help me, okay? Send me in guests that you want to see or types of people that you want to see because then that might help me figure out like who to get on. I can get a good set of guests lined up. I want to get my interviewing gig back in gear. And yeah, I just, I, I love chatting with people as well. As much as I love chatting to myself and these all of these ones and answering your guys' things and questions and dilemmas so I'm not just like talking to myself, as much as I love that, interviewing, I want to work on it. I want to get the guests on. So send them in to the Rated R podcast. I love you guys. Have a fabulous rest of the week and happy Monday. I'm glad to be back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.